this week's minutia with Rick and Dave. Uh, appreciate you actually showing up this week, Dave. Uh, I don't know if you remember what happened on the show two weeks ago when you were really grumpy and you yeah. were when you were mean to me. Yeah, because you little gout was a little bothering you. <laughs> By the way, I've decided that the word gout is not doesn't appropriately describe how much pain it is. I was thinking that it should be changed to leg explosion. <laughs> And I'm going to do whatever I can to make that happen. Yeah, because gout is kind of... It, it it's like a Disney like, word. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a, a, it's oh, a, oh, you got gout? Wah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I can't walk. <laughs> Wah. It's a leg explosion. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it, okay? Well, and my kidney stone, far worse than all childbirth put together. If you put all the childbirths of mankind... Nobody <laughs> knows the troubles we've seen. <laughs> all right. Uh, Minutia Men is up next, but first, take a listen to this other fine Opie show. What do you get when you hear a celebrity Minutia Men interview, Dave? Rick, think of Dan Rather and Bill Maher having a kid. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So, you'll get Minutia. Right. What does a Damone from Fast Times and Ridgemont High really think about the movie? Only right? one place to find out and that celebrity minutiaman interview a tony lasano podcast go to opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for radio misfits the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network this is minutiaman with rick and dave oh boy we're back to the miming yeah well it's been a couple of you know i think the best thing i ever did for you and I've done many great things <laughs> yeah. for you. I mean, I was your oh. best man. Yeah. I've, I've been there for you every step of the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Um, uh, but the greatest thing I ever did for you is uh, refuse to let you do an entire show about mimes. And, and uh, you know, I know you're gonna, we're going to talk later on how, how incredibly well our ranking is mm-hmm. uh, on uh, the world's uh, podcast stage. Yeah. Um, if, if I had allowed you to do that mime bit... Yeah. We wouldn't be there. Uh, Rick, um, I'm going to yeah. do the rest of the show as a mom. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Ah, all right. So, anyway, hey, we're here for uh, Minutia Men, and I've got a little b- a bonus treat for you that I want to play before we get started, okay? Yeah. Um, yesterday, I was watching CNN, and I saw perhaps the most delicious moment in CNN history. Would you like to hear oh, it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Alison Camerota, or Camerata, you know how to pronounce her name? I don't care what it is. Very attractive yeah. uh, anchor lady. Had uh, a, a former colleague on who's <laughs> coming back. His name, Jeffrey Tubin. Ooh, the tube steak boogie. Okay. And you, if, you haven't, uh, if you haven't heard what Jeffrey Tubin did, well, Allison's going to explain it for you. Here we go. Um, in October... You were on a Zoom call with your colleagues from the New Yorker magazine. Everyone took a break for several minutes, during which time you were caught masturbating on camera. Uh, You were subsequently fired from that job after 27 years of working there. And you, since then, have been on leave from CNN. Do I have all that right? Um, You got it all right. Sad to say. Okay, so let's start there. He doesn't Um, look embarrassed at all. Jay Leno. What the hell were you thinking? Well, obviously, uh, I wasn't thinking very well or very much. And um, it was something that was inexplicable to me. I think one point, I I wouldn't exactly say in my defense, because nothing is really in my defense. I didn't think I was on the call. I didn't think other people could see me. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, That's a pretty good excuse, I guess. But uh, the question is... What was he thinking about? Yeah. Because he said, I wasn't thinking bullshit. <laughs> you don't like, hey, you know what? I just, I'm going to just miss <laughs> right, it. Right, right, exactly. And something sparked it. Right. Something made him go, oh, I've got to take care of this. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. For me, not that I masturbate ever, but right. if I did, it'd be a three-act play. Right. I would have the hero. I'd have the, you know, the <laughs> obstacles. I'd have the villain. You know, I'd have the whole thing. Well, there must have been something in that call. Right. You know, if you were on that call with him and you were one of his colleagues, right. wouldn't you be thinking, okay, did I say something that uh, got him all hot and bothered? I mean, right, right. Wasn't I muted enough or did right. I share my screed in a particularly sexy manner? Right. I mean, we were talking about Donald Trump and the next thing I know, he's squinking it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm going to go on record. Yeah. I have never masturbated on a Zoom call. I haven't either. Yeah, and I, I and I've had a lot of Zoom calls. <laughs> That's right. Right. Yeah. And, and you're a teacher. That would be very bad if you did that. <laughs> yeah, but some podcasts would talk about it. Yeah, that's true. And we would, and we'd maybe get better ratings. We would. Now, don't, uh, don't talk about it yet. Okay. Well, you want to talk about it now? Well, sure. Well, All right, fine. Um, so, Rick, I've been yeah. doing some research. Right. Um, about how well we are, how well we are doing in the podcast. And I found that we are now finally one percenters. I know. I cannot believe so this. So we are of the, we, our Minutia Men little podcast here that's done on your little desk right here yep. in Mount Prospect. We are in the top 1% of all podcasts worldwide. I know. <laughs> it just sounds worldwide. ridiculous. Worldwide. But it's true. Um, however... Yeah. You know, coming from my humble German origins, uh -huh. you know, uh, my parents, especially my mom, if I came home with a 97, yeah. she'd go, well, why didn't you get a 98? My right? parents were the same way. Um, so I decided to look for some podcasts that are doing better than us. Oh, is this going to bring us back down to earth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man, don't believe the hype. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. First off, and this one actually appears to me, uh, appeals to me a little bit, Scoop It Out. Okay, it's a podcast series exploring methods and breakthroughs in the fields of allergy and rhinology. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be an ice cream thing. Uh, oh, well, I would actually. Yeah. Um, All Ishtar, uh, host Danny Benet and Paul Marone break down each scene in the classic movie Ishtar. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't mind being beat by these two. Okay, what about this one? The Future of Foam. The Future of Foam is the first and only monthly podcast about the foam industry and, oh. and focuses on the vast range of foam materials, uh. processes, and applications along with predictions and challenges you know for the foam industry. I think those are bosses that are making their employees listen. <laughs> that's that's my theory. Right. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. to rate it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, by the way, people should rate it and subscribe. So, well, uh, congratulations, one percent. Well, congratulations to you, too. It's time to give them some minutia. You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals, Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. And do you have anything about foam? Uh, no, well, no. we were, well, maybe that's what Jeffrey Tooman uh, they're talking about foam, and he got all. I'll give you some foam. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know that you're a big Lil Yekti and Bad Bobby fan. I have no idea who those people are. Uh, well, they're rappers. Uh, oh, yes. I love I, rap. Um, I think you're, and knowing, because I'm very hip and very urban. Yeah. Um, yes. You're, you're going to love Bad. You're an inner city guy. You yeah. have been your whole life. You're going to love Bad Babby's song, 
High Bitch. Not High Bitch the remix. Okay, that's shit. But High Bitch is great. The original. Uh, well, you'll be happy to know that your favorite rappers have teamed up to invest in a Jewish dating app. Okay. Did you see this? Uh, no. The app is called the Locks Club, and it's advertised for... L-O-X. Sh- yes. Yeah. Locks Club. Of course. And is advertised for Jews with ridiculously high standards. That's all That's all of you? Well, right? I think no? my, my wife is not in that target <laughs> demo, I would imagine. Uh, the matchmaking app allows various singles to come together through more personable conversations and connections. Unlike the typical dating apps, the Locks Club makes these connections with the help of a real-life matchmaker. Think of... I, I like, Fiddler, uh, on the roof, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah, sure. Right. Um, rather than just the use of an algorithm. Uh, J-Date screams desperation. J-Swipe is a piece of shit. There's a real gap in the marketplace. Lil Yekti recently told Rolling Stone. Okay. Uh, ba- uh, Bod, or Bad Bobby wrote in an Instagram post after the news was announced, Loving Bagels, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> What's this app? What's this app called? The Locks Club. Locks Club. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so, and uh, here's another quote that I think you'll like. Uh, Though the app is marketed just the Jewish community, anyone is open to fill out an application. Anybody. Really? Even well, Goyim? Yeah. Locks Club is like a deli. It's culturally Jewish, but you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy it. Read a recent press release, which isn't that the truth because you... Mm-hmm. Are an honorary Jew for all the times that you want to go to a deli. I appreciate that, and yeah. I do love locks. Yeah. So, and and what did my mother serve you when we did the show at her house for a while? Yeah. Well, did she buy the locks because of my ethnic? No, that's her. That's her go-to. It's she, the locks. Yeah. Well, you could do worse. We it. have uh, we have a deli thing uh, in common: the Germans oh, and, yeah. the, and the Jews. Yeah. Now I think this idea is great, but okay. the locks club name it you're sucks. Not, you're not liking it. No. no. You know. Um, so I've decided to offer a couple of better suggestions, you know, being a professional. Right. And everything. Yeah. Um, now, I could have gone the cheap route and just ra- rhymed words with locks. You know right. what I'm saying here? Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Okay. That would be cheap, right? But I got a couple. Let me tell you what um, you think of any of these. Schmooze and ooze. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. <laughs> Vanta Schwanz. No. <laughs> okay. No. Seymour Butts. <laughs> Seymour, a very popular Jewish name. What do you think? Uh, that's not bad. Okay. Okay, stupid. Oh, that's I like that. <laughs> okay. And this is my favorite. Lots of balls soup. Oh, uh, very good. Lots of balls. So, so they really, they allow non-Jews to come into this? Yeah. I mean, you, you still have to be a doctor, right? You still have to have <laughs> right, a, right. a vacation Are home. you a podiatrist? <laughs> you, have a, you have to have a Roth IRA. <laughs> Roth. Ooh, I never thought that's a very Jewish name. It is. Too. Right. Because like a, like a O'Hallahan IRA, I'm like, I'm not going to put money into an O'Hallahan, but a Roth I will. Well, I've got a story about one of my favorite subjects, mm-hmm. and that's beer. Oh. And last night, Dave, I had my first beer since May 7th. Is that a gout-related it is. change in your... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to have to cut way back, and that really hurts me mm-hmm. as a person. Uh, but here's a story about beer. What you, uh, a, a study in France has found out how many bubbles are in a pint of glass, a pint glass of beer. Oh. Uh, when you pour a glass of beer, a frothy cascade of fizz rises to the top, and as more and more tiny bubbles coalesce, they form a nose-tickling layer <sighs> of foam. <laughs> Jeffrey. <laughs> Gerard Ligard-Berlier, Ooh, a professor of chemical physics at the University of Rennes-Champagne-Ardon uh, in France, found that uh, 
Take a take a guess how many bubbles there are in in a glass of beer. See now, it's more than in champagne. See, what, and he should know because he's from Champagne. What kind of beer? I mean, it's like eh, you know they don't get into it. it's French beer, so not really beer. You know? <laughs> it's, uh, so how many bubbles are in a pint? Yeah. Oh my god. It's two million. Okay. Two million bubbles in a half pint of glass. Now, this article was just chock full of information. In fact, so much information that if you don't mind, I'd like to do a minutiae quiz. Do I mind? No. Right, let's do it. Time now for a minutia man. Minutia man. Minutia quiz. All right. So first thing is I was a little surprised by this. How long has beer been around at all? I'll give you four choices. Okay. All right. 13,000 years, okay. 1,000 years, 700 years, or 546 years? Well, wasn't it? I think it's mentioned in the Bible, isn't it? No. Oh. It should. Uh, 13,000 years. What was the one before 13,000 years? 1,000. 1,000. So that would be, no, I say 13,000 years. That is correct. 13,000 years. That's when the first time that they've discovered that beer existed. Right. Okay. How much beer is consumed every year? Right? I'll give you four choices. 100 million gallons, 500 million gallons, 5.3 billion gallons, or 53 billion gallons. And I think 53 billion might be a little bit too much, but so that's throughout the entire world. Yeah. And being one percenters in the world podcast, people are all over the world enjoying <laughs> Medusha Man. Uh, billion, that seems a lot. The highest million that you said. 500 million? Yeah. No, it's 53 billion. Are you shit? 53 billion. Now, it's going to be less last year because I haven't had a beer for an entire <laughs> month. Um, so those numbers are going right. to come down and, next year. And 1.3 billion is consumed in the ninth, eighth and ninth inning at White Sox games. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. All right, last question. According to scientific studies and polls of beer aficionados, yeah. which country makes the best beer? All right, I'm going to give you a chance. Sure, right. okay. Germany? Oh, are you going to give me choices? Yeah, that's, those are the choices. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Oh, see, I was just, that pause was me doing my mime. That was my mime. Uh yeah. Uh, 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 no, they, they didn't even bother asking people because everyone knows, except Dave, yeah, I'm, that I, the best beer comes from Germany. See, I'm an English. I'm an English beer. Yeah, guy. you're just wrong about that. Right. You know, I like English beer too, but that's just idiotic to think right. that. All right, it's time for another feature. Time now for studio walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So, you know, I'm glad we brought up that Jeffrey Tubin thing because I've got a, a semi-related story. June 9th, this past week, mm -hmm. was International Stripper Appreciation Day. Oh. Um, and I have a few stories that I'd like to share from our uh, mutual past. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, Dave and I are not strip club guys. No, uh, no. We did we did go to one one time for like eight I, minutes. I, I, I've been in, I'm not kidding. I've been in one strip club. And that was the Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Th that was same with me. That was the absolute worst. It was it was Just, horrible. It was I think we were there for eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, we have been to places where there have been strippers, sure. and and we do appreciate them. <laughs> Bachelor parties, as, sure, as, yeah. as it says. So, yeah. 
my favorite stripper story of all time takes place at Vince Argento's uh, bachelor party. I have and a feeling Vince, this is not going to go well for me. <laughs> Vince it? Argento is a good friend of ours. In fact, yeah. he's the voice yeah. of all the mm-hmm. audio clips that mm-hmm. we play on this show. He got married, I don't know, about 20 years ago. Well, his oldest daughter is 20, so, so 25, 20, 25 right. years yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, a long time ago. And we were uh, at the bachelor party. Right. And there was a stripper doing her uh, her act. She's really more of a dancer, I'd say. You know, doing her act. I- Wait a second, mime strippers. <laughs> I just came up with a great concept. Now she wasn't wearing any clothes, and she had Vince on the ground, and she was gyrating and doing things like that. And Dave, always a funny man, on the side, uh, you know, five feet away, says, "Boy, where were you when I was in high school?" And she stops in mid strip. <laughs> And looks at Dave and says, first grade. (laughs) (laughs) Which was tremendous. Tremendous. That was one of my favorite things. All right, I'll tell you another story. Um, Another friend of mine, Jim, Jim and Carol. Yeah, I wasn't at this one, I don't know. No, you weren't. Uh, uh, This stripper uh, came, and it was in somebody's basement. You know, it was like a bunch of guys. And that's the other thing, you know. Why would you be in a room with a bunch of guys? Right. Jeffrey Tubin doesn't even do this. Um, she starts, you know, doing her act, and she at one point she takes the belt off of Jim's pants, uh, and she starts using it in ways that are right. uh, highly inappropriate. Uh, I mean, the belt was no longer wearable for me. I wouldn't have worn right. it again. But Jim, Jim has worn that belt every day for twenty-seven years. But the thing that I'll never forget. At the end of this thing, so she's doing, a, you know, yeah. she's in the belt and she's, yeah. on, you know, and everyone's like, woo, woo, right. woo. The music ends and she goes, all right, that's the end of the show. And she presses stop on the record button or on the uh, uh, tape player, uh, yeah. rubber tape player. Yeah, 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 yeah. She presses stop and she looks in the crowd and she goes, which one of you is Rick Kempfer? <laughs> she, yeah. Like, what? Uh, and everyone points to uh, me and she goes, hey, I, I want to get into radio. <laughs> And she comes over to me and she's having this conversation naked, with me, totally on. naked. And I said to her, I think I think you might want to stick in the visual medium. All right, so that's that's my second stripper story. And here's the last one. This one has actually got some journalistic uh, background to it. Uh, when I was on John Landecker's show, um, we had a guest on who was a stripper. Uh-huh. Now she didn't, she wasn't on to strip. Right, her name was Chesty Love. Her real name, right? You may remember her from her films Big Busty 28, Big Busty 32, and Big Bus Strippers 1. Well, she was in the news. Wait, this hold is, on. What were the names of the... A Big Busty 28, Big Busty 32, and Big Bus Strippers 1. Okay. If I didn't see Busty <laughs> Big Busty 28, would I understand what's going on no. in Big Busty 32? No, right? you right. would not. Who's the midget? <laughs> what's the horse doing there? I, I, I don't understand this plot. Anyway, she was in the news because she wrote off her breast augmentation on her taxes. Oh, okay. And there was a big fight about it. The IRS said no, and she took it to court, and she eventually won. She got it. But anyway, she was in the studio, and I'm just going to be honest. She looked ridiculous. Like, her her augmentation was so ridiculously huge. Uh It looked like she had dodgeballs inside of her or bowling balls inside of her shirt. And at the end of the show, I was thinking to myself, if I describe this to Bridget, she's never going to believe me. Uh, you know, uh, can I get a picture taken with her? And so I I said, hey, you know, mind if I get a picture with you? And she said, yeah, sure. 
And she goes, well, why don't you hold them? <laughs> and uh, so I did. All right. And I have a picture. That I'd like to... Oh, no. Now, if you want to, I don't know if we can put this on, but here it is. <laughs> How would you describe that picture? Uh, do you want me to s- describe your mullet? First of all, you've got yep. like a mullet. Right. Uh, yep. You're, uh, I think that this, I, I can see, I mean, y- your hand is underneath yeah. cup- cupping both breasts. Well, yeah. I was told to. Yeah. And uh, big st- I-, I would say they weighed about 15 pounds. Well, I was going to, I was going to say, I think you, I, I think you may have torn some sort of rotator cuff. <laughs> Might have. And I love the cart, the carts are in the background in the radio uh-huh. when they used carts. Yeah. She seems happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't ever want to see this again. No. <laughs> I have it in my, I, I found it in my, uh, I've got this scrapbook yeah. from my radio career. Yeah. And I thought to myself when I, was, when I saw this stripper appreciation thing, I think, I think I have a picture somewhere. And I found okay. it. First of all, when you say, I think I have a picture, you've been looking at that goddamn picture every day for <laughs> 24 not, years. I have not. I can tell you. It, it kind of was creepy. Yeah, it yeah, was creepy. Uh, all right. Well, hey, well, hey I what? got a Apple review. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and before I forget, cause I always forget to do Apple reviews and this is, I think kind of in, in realm of what we're talking about here. Ted it writes, that's the Ted uh, it, okay. Ted it. Every time I go to a cocktail party, I make the faux pas of asking new people where they work or God forbid what they do for a living. Uh-huh. The wife rolls her eyes and too often people say, I'm not defined by my job. <laughs> so I usually end up bailing on the conversation. Now that I listen to Minutia Men, I can replace the awkwardness with a story about a grandma killing a bobcat like Viggo Mortensen in a sauna. Thanks, Rick and Dave. We've been we, saving marriages since 2017. You know, that's a, a perfect description of this show. We will give you cocktail party right. fodder. Right. For like f- two and a half minutes. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's Man. all you need. They can be right. sitting around the grill this summer and somebody goes, uh, you know, I was just at a strip joint. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> You know what? Uh, I I have a great joke that I heard a stripper tell once. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. And I what is also great about these reviews and please people review go on uh, you know all across the world. Yeah. And I don't even we don't care if it's even in English. Just yeah. put on it. So I looked up Vigo Mortensen. Do you know who Vigo Mortensen is? Yeah, sure. Is? The actor. Yeah. Uh, he, we're working on getting him on the show. Great. So. Great. Well, he's a big star. He he, he he's responded been nominated on, for an Academy Award. He's responded to my email. Fantastic. Are right, we still got a lot more show? Um, uh, if you want to stick with us, one percenters uh, coming up. Uh, Dave has another story to share. What's your story? Just give us a, like a one sentence. Uh, um, a mini a mini putt golf tournament going bad. Okay, uh, and I have a story about a new Guinness World Record. Uh, we also got an email asking about a celebrity story, mm-hmm. which we'll tell. All that coming up after this all right adam what uh, country are you from i am from england what is the best soccer league in the entire world the english premier league what is your day job director of coaching for illinois youth soccer so if you were say a fan of english premier league and you wanted to hear the the opinions of someone who is from england who knows a lot of soccer what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. 
Rick, remember when you and I, I think it was the mid-80s when we were on the competitive mini-golf circuit? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, and I don't know what I liked better. Was it the groupies or the big doughy pretzels? I, uh, I mean, uh, it was a tough time for us. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was happy, sad. Right? It, it was, it was. I mean, I still miss the windmills. Right? Well, the game hasn't changed, and it's still pressure packed. Um, and this story out of Maryland definitely um, is an example. Is an example of that. Fight over mini golf results in two stabbings. One man <laughs> in hospitalized. A Havre de Grasse man is being held on two counts of first-degree assault this week after allegedly stabbing two victims with whom he was playing mini-golf on Sunday around 7.08 p.m. So it was an evening, right? (laughs) Right. Uh, Honey, what do you want to do? Let's go mini-golfing. Yeah. Uh, Ocean City Police Department officers responded to the area of 18th and Philadelphia for a reported serious assault. During the investigation, it was determined that the suspect and the victims engaged in a physical altercation while playing mini golf i said i want the green ball yeah now do you remember oh so he was charged with two counts of first degree assault two counts of second degree assault two counts of reckless endangerment and getting blood on the fairy castle (laughs) you know um i I just don't know why he had to use a knife i mean he's carrying a putter putter putter, right he's got a weapon in his hand now do you remember when we were advertising agency moguls yes uh and we we did a spot or a spec spot for the Bunny Hutch. Yeah, I remember that. Right, so yeah. it was a mini golf place in Chicago, and yeah. we did and and what the spot was is we did we I don't know if you remember Vinny. I'm pretty sure Vinny did it. We had like real golf announcers doing a mini putt. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's like on Mortensen teeing off on three. Ooh, <laughs> hits the rotating windmill. Blow. Let's go back to four. Uh, Johnson yeah. Johnson conferring with his caddy on what club to use. Caddy explains he only has putters. <laughs> Back to two. Uh, Johansson just got one of those big doughy pretzels from the snack bar. Looks good. Now to six. Ooh. Williamson just got through the scary clown mouth. You know, so. Yeah, but I don't remember getting violent. It wasn't like, I don't know, is hitting the windmill a penalty stroke or not? Why don't you ask my friend Mr. Switchblade? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how does it go from, like, what possible, right. that's right. not in the water hazard, right. that's in the water hazard. <laughs> or it's like, uh, I had a four, no, you didn't, you had a five. Yeah. No, no, you hit you, you hit the clown's mouth, yeah, blah, 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 <laughs> exactly. number three, it's like, fuck you. Wow, okay, yeah. <clears throat> well, keep that in mind, uh, it's not quite the summer, the, the mild summer activity you thought it was. I've got a story about some very impressive men. That live in Idaho. A pair of Idaho men. Idahoans. Yeah. Set a Guinness World Record this week for using a samurai sword to slice through grapes in one minute. The number is 59. Mm -hmm. All right. They did 59 grapes sliced through with a samurai sword in one minute. Does one throw them up? And and it's, it's even better than that. All right. David Rush stood on a Swiss ball, you know, like a medicine ball, okay, um, and wielded a samurai sword while his neighbor Jonathan Hannon threw the grapes into the air. Now, if you look in th- at this picture, you can see that they're like doing it in their living room, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which, which means at least one of them's not married, <laughs> right, <laughs> or won't know. be long. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the original they had set the record originally; they had created the right. record at thirty-seven, and then some bastard came in and broke right. it. With 55. So they th- he threw 66 grapes in one minute, um, which I think in itself is 
Yeah. Not easy. Think right. about it. That's more than one, one a second. A, yeah. 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 That's, yeah, that's yeah. a lot of grapes. And he managed to make contact with 60 of them and 59 counted toward the record. And I just want to say incredible achievement. Was the Guinness, do they have to videotape it or how, how does it become? Because yeah. we could just say, oh, we did 74. Oh, you know what? I, I once tried to get a, a Guinness World Record. Did I ever tell you the story? Uh, I don't think so. So um, we were at Lamb's Farm in Libertyville. Uh. And I, I led the audience to a, a chicken dance yeah. and a chicken dance. And there were 30,000 people there. Oh, so right? you wanted to be the... And so uh, we checked the Guinness World Record book, and there was no category about leading the chicken dance. So we started doing the paperwork. We had video. Yeah. We had, uh, you know, uh, the Lamb's Farm people signed off on it. And, you know, the Guinness people were doing an investigation. And I think it might have made it into the book. And I don't know what year this was, 99, 2000 or something like that. Um, unfortunately... Like a month later, the University of Wisconsin marching band yeah. did a chicken dance and led the entire stadium. Which is like 100,000. Which broke the record, so. and now that's the record, and I think it's still a record. Oh. But uh, for, you know, a oh, brief uh, uh, a smidgen of time. You were a world record holder. I was. Oh. I would have been. Yeah. But uh, there's no way to prove that, unfortunately. <laughs> All right, it's time for another feature in the show. I just, again, the world that's may off. be on fire. But if you need a, a a samurai cutting through a grape, there's no better place than Idaho. What are these two guys' name? David Ross or what was it? David Ross, David Rush, and Jonathan Hannon. Well, one of those guys are going to be getting an email from a one percent podcast <laughs> to see if they can join us on the no, show. I don't want to. I don't want to have them on. We just told the whole story. We don't need to yeah. have them on. All right, time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Uh, this feature has kind of gone a different direction. We're starting to get emails and DMs on Facebook and on Twitter. This one comes from uh, Twitter. A DM from somebody called Catflinger. <laughs> Catflinger. Uh, it says with a samurai is he a cat flinger with a samurai I don't know so? if it's a man or a woman I think it might be a woman based on this question Prince Harry and Meghan had a baby this week and they named her after after Diana like right. the middle middle name is Diana did you ever meet Princess Princeton. Diana and the answer to that question is sort of oh. I sort of did um, she came to town I just looked it up uh, this morning in June of 1996 so 25 years ago mm-hmm and she appeared at a couple of functions. One of them was at the Shedd Aquarium. And I tried very hard to get Landecker in there to the Shedd Aquarium. It was a, like a black tie event. Mm. I couldn't do it. Couldn't get it. But she also appeared at the Drake Wait a Hotel. second. Didn't Landecker do that song, King of Farts? He did. That's he, royalty. Well, he did a song about Diana, too. Oh. I, you know, which I, I wrote it. I, I don't remember the words. Okay. Um, but anyway... Um, I, she was also appearing at the Drake Hotel, which at that time I lived a few blocks away from, uh, right downtown. So I went there with the tape recorder, and there were just hundreds, if not thousands, of people outside the Drake waiting for her limo to come there. And it was just a screaming. It was like the Beatles or something. It was insane. Um, and she walked by, and I, I had a tape recorder. I was going to scream out a question. I don't remember what the question was, but there's no way she would have heard it. But she was about as far away from me as you are right, right. now, which is about yeah. six feet, yeah. right? Yeah. Five feet. Yeah. Um, 
This is how close I was yeah. to Princess Diana. Now, did I meet her? Yeah. No. But did I visually see right. her yeah. physically? Yes. Was she the most famous person on earth you ever were close to? Well, Ringo, does he count? Mm, I think Princess Diana is probably. Yeah, probably. Um, I was real close to Muhammad Ali. I mean, that, like, that Muhammad yeah, Ali, I think, was right. the most famous person well, in the world. Well, I told you the Muhammad Ali story, didn't I? Uh, should we save it for another show? Sure. Okay. You can't just give people. Okay. Right. This is how you stay in the one percent, Dave. You okay. don't give them everything. Well, just to tease it, it yeah, it has a print shop. <laughs> it was in a print shop. Was this during your glory glory yes. days in paper yep. in the paper business? Yep. Thanks very much to executive producer Tony Lasana with OpieShows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. No. It's, on, I mean, with us, it's it's thriving. It's, it's uh, moved to a better place. Well, it's, 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 get the it's, slogan. It's Let's try it again. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. Um, it's got a bad sinus infection, no, but it'll be no, fine. No, <laughs> Try it again. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It's just moved to a more palatial place no <laughs> no let's move to a better place thank you radiomisfits.com and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Manushaban. the preceding was a presentation of opi productions find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts including opishows.com thank you this has been a presentation of opi productions tony can you shut up